It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jim Williams, you arrived. Hello. Hey, this is <laughs> hey, this is this is historic. First of all, for everybody, welcome to the tent. Very special edition. This is going to be really important because I'm hyper about this one today. <laughs> we, have, we have our favorite all-time guest, Jen Williams, <gasps> by popular demand. You are actually you are Every, of all the guests. Everybody, yeah, yeah, that's true. You're, is it because I'm a girl? No, is it's it because you're listen a girl. to the, girl, the boys that are being nerdy. No, no, no. <laughs> you can no. It's just seriously like of all the requests, people say, "When are you gonna have Jen on? When are you gonna have Jen on again? When are you gonna have Jen?" So. <laughs> You know, thank you, fans. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, fans. Right. <laughs> so, first of all, this is a super cool thing—a confluence of a whole bunch of cool events. Um, Agreed. Here on the tent. Now, first of all, it's the verge of the Thanksgiving holiday in America, which is always cool. Yep. On uh, big shopping time, uh, I will put a shameless plug for my sale in later, <laughs> which I don't do. But you have to see me in full sales mode. <laughs> and the biggest event of all, what is this, Jen? Jen tipped me off to the. Well, no, you didn't tip me off. You told me this after it happened. <laughs> uh, there was. <laughs> There's apparently in the uh, Aquatic Gardeners Association big time uh, contest. Yep. There were some pretty high placings by American aquascapers yes. in the category of biotope aquariums or natural aquariums, whatever we want to call them. Biotopes. Just, yep. This is just crazy. And a lot of these people were botanical style aquarists, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Take it. Tell me. Talk to me. Tell me, <laughs> tell me what. First of all, and let's talk to Jen, where did yes. you place in the contest, which you didn't tell me, by the way, you sandbagged on me. <laughs> well, everybody has to find out together, right? Yeah. Uh, top five. Top five. So. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then we had one of our own guys, uh, uh, Alex Frankie, mm-hmm. um, sort of Team Tannen. He posted, he, t- he took third mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, this is like a huge thing. These are aquariums that people normally didn't think about, and now they're thinking about them. And that's just, it's a huge mental shift. Yes. Um, and I wanted to talk about not only the whole thing about how people have, have finally kind of shifted to our way of thinking in some areas, but mm-hmm. also I want to talk about your tank because we talked about it before about last time you were on, if you remember. No, I don't, but okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and, and, and you were telling me, oh, is this tank from fish that I sort of collected in the nearby stream and True. yada, yada. So, so, so why don't we start? First of all, let's talk, you're, you're a little better versed Scott, in the focus. contest world than I am. I know, I'm all over. <laughs> so I'm the- I told you when I, if you want to get all spazzy. Okay. <laughs> so keep me in focus here because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing around. Okay. But let's talk about the contest first of all. Okay. Yes. Tell me about that. So the AGA, Aquatic Gardeners Association, this was our 26th, I believe, um, year of doing this contest. So we are wow. actually technically the oldest contest. Um, the IAPLC, which is the ADA contest, they started uh, a couple years after us. So we technically have the the record for longest running um, aquascaping contest. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Um, it is cool. And we, again, we do it every year. There are 10, I think, categories. Most of them are aquatic gardens, which is your traditional aquascaping contest um, classes. And we do, we break it down into size of aquarium, which is pretty cool. It makes it a lot more fair for people. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> but how, how, many a, entries, how many entries uh, were there this year? Do you know? It was, a, it was a, over a thousand, wasn't it? 
I think honestly, I'm not sure, and I should know this, but I don't. Um, it's usually somewhere between 800 and a thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's after we go through and vet them and make sure nobody's cheating, which is another big thing that we don't need <laughs> no. to talk about. No, that's just ugly. Um, yeah. So yeah, so the well, how I think it's ten classes all in all. Uh, most of them are aquatic gardener, and then we have the biotope, and we have a Dutch category, which is pretty cool because nobody Very does cool. that anymore. Right. Um, and we have a wabikusa, which is also kind of That's kind neat. of if you squint your eyes just right, related to what we do with the yeah. the uh, podcast. And yeah. um, what else do we have? That's it, I think. Yeah, the yeah, three specialty categories. Yeah, yeah it's a, a lot ton of, category. of classes, and you know we've got to definitely give shout outs to all the judges because that's a lot of work. It um, is a lot of work, and there's a lot of talent in, in, mm-hmm. in this contest. Like, absolutely, I mean, look at some of the names in here, and even mm-hmm. some of the names that didn't place. And I'm like, wow, I know mm-hmm. that dude. I know that guy. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of talented people that enter these. For things. sure, yeah, super, super talented. Um, you know, and I mean, you know, the, so far as contests go, I mean, we're up there. Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. No, um, no, as as far as like the 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 uh, the criteria. Uh, and, and forgive me, you know, I'm like Mr. Anti, I've been always sort of ambivalent about contests, but now, of course, because all my friends are placing well, oh, contests are awesome. So, Yay, so, go contests. Yeah, they're the best. I think contests, have, I've always said they were great. No, um, but, <laughs> but really, what, um, what's the story in terms of uh, how long a tank has to be established? Is there a rule? Is there a no. guideline for that? Or is it just like you set your tank up, take your pictures, boom, enter, and that's it? Well, for... For the aquatic gardeners, um, there well for all of the classes, there's no rule on that. Um, mm-hmm. For the biotope, I mean, one would assume that it would be better to have it set up for a little while so it can grow in and look, you know, ancient, exactly. like exactly. it's been around for a minute. Um, there's debate on in the whole hobby about the uh, the standard aquascaping classes and how you know there's kind of serial aquascapers that kind of set up a tank right. for a couple Break months and they shoot their picture and they tear it down. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that happens. I mean, I'm not going to deny that it doesn't. No, no. Um, I can't do it, but uh, well, plenty of people do. But you know what I was pleased to see this time in perusing the entries is there weren't as many of those like totally out there diorama type yeah, entries. Yeah, forest escapes. <laughs> yeah, no fantasy forest escapes and that right. sort of stuff. It was actually like, oh, these are legitimately nice. Yeah. Escape aquariums yep. that grew in. Yep. They had an idea. It wasn't just trying to use some sexy wood or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings or some crazy yeah. shit like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and and then we have the biotope yep. um, section. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about your tank today. Okay. It's very cool. Now, first of all, you, uh, the only deduction you get from Scott Feldman is a 0.5 <laughs> deduction because you titled it. Because you know how well, you much know I, I hate. No, I know. You I know. But you know why I did though? Because it all tied into the theme where where I want people just go look in their backyard. No, it's cool. And it was actually a good name. Under the bridge, there is life. I, I right. get you. I get you. I mean, there's a stupid a little bridge in my neighborhood that goes yeah. over the creek to get to the other side of the neighborhood, and nobody thinks twice about it. Yep. But if you go walk under the bridge, there's a ton of fish right there. <laughs> but see, that's so. a good lesson right there because like every day we walk by these little habitats, and yeah. we don't even think that there's like nope. a whole ecosystem going up there and what's really exciting about the one that you chose is it looks like a you know the pictures that you included of the uh, the, the the habitat the overall habitat mm-hmm. it's rocks and water yeah. now any fish geek would go oh rocks water yeah. i'm going Yucky. down there but most people <laughs> would be like oh, okay it's just rocks and water i'm running yeah. on yeah um but there's a oh it looks like s- nothing right it looks like nothing but you obviously with the chorus i go down there and start mucking around and you find all these cool fish Actually, true story. 
I can't take credit for that. My husband dragged me down there because ah. he grew up in this neighborhood. And so when they were kids, of course, they're doing what young boys do. And they just go mucking around everywhere. Yeah. Right. And uh, so he knew that there was fish. You know, he didn't know what kind of fish. He just knew that there were things swimming around in the water. And uh, so he's like, let's go look. And one day we went and it was, I think it was late spring. And um, we were walking through, you know, mucking through ankle deep, knee deep water. And I see something flashing all over the place. I'm like, what is that? Huh. And it turned out it was these uh, satin fin shiners. And they have, they're almost a chrome silver. They're, they're minnows. They're you know, very they're cool just, fish though. They're yeah. super cool. But yeah. the uh, lining of their fins is this bright white. And when they're displaying and trying to get the ladies, they are spectacular. Nice. And you could see them from 10 feet away. And yeah. so I was like, I must have. Well, <laughs> Whatever flashing, this yeah. is, I must have. Well, and that well, was what started it. Well, funny story because I didn't know. I didn't know. Hello, I didn't know your Instagram handle because I just <laughs> didn't know. No one told me that they had an Instagram handle. So I'm looking online and I see this, you know, JW, whatever your Instagram handle is, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like that tank. Wait, what is that? An African cichlid tank? And then I look at it and I like talk, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I JW, this is Jen Williams tank, and she okay. So <laughs> to the story, that's how I found it. That's me. how I found it because you wouldn't tell me. Yeah. Right. I kept so, it for me purposely. Yeah, exactly. Purposely. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the thing actually, the, the thing that, that attracted me to it initially was the, the layout with the rocks. Yeah. And I was initially thinking, oh, African cichlids, of course, and far mm -hmm. away. And I looked at it and go, these are North American native fishes. And look mm -hmm. at the compelling way that the rockscape was laid out. And oh, thank you. Aged, compelling. Yeah, and compelling and aged in with the, the proper bio cover in terms mm -hmm. of algae and stuff. Oh, it's now, got a bio cover. <laughs> it does. Now, this is the best. I gave you a little bit of crap for this. The material okay. that you used was what you called riprap rock. Rip mm -hmm. That's like some construction term you said or landscape Yeah, so I, I mean, I thought everybody knew what that was, but I apparently they don't. And it might be a regional thing also. Um, yeah, it might basically be. just the garbage rock that they use to kind of fill in ditches and, and <clears> do construction and management projects. Because this whole creek was, has been managed for erosion control. Oh. Um, so they've gone in and just piled, you know, pea gravel and riprap and just all this stuff just to kind of try to manage the erosion. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what, I mean, that's what I call it. That's what D some people I know call it. No, yeah, no. It's, just, it's just garbage rock. Um, I think a lot of it's kind of like a granite sometimes and you get just all sorts of everything. So has it been like, does it impact the pH or what, what is the pH? Of the it isn't. Well, I haven't checked it lately because I'm horrible like that, but yeah. um, it has not impacted the pH, but I'm pretty sure that's got a lot of silicates in it because that's what's really just driving this algae growth. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I think that that's probably what, what it's leaching off for me. Mm -hmm. but what's cool is the fishes look completely at home yeah they are they literally setup. came from this and, and, well and, and it's and it's and it's literally like a three maybe three feet deep at the deepest the section so how perfect for an aquarium right i mean exactly so they and, it, and you said um the the substrate now is the substrate what is it is it sand or i can't I'm looking at the pictures like yeah it's sand yeah, it's like a sand to gravel, kind of pea gravelly almost, um, but it's all combined in. So like the sand, of course, is kind of towards the middle of the mm -hmm. the flow, and then it kind of gets gradually larger as it reaches up towards the rocks. What, did you choose that particular tank size with that in mind, or no. just what you had at the if time? You're like, I'm going to work with it. Because that's <laughs> that size, but it lends itself well, because it yeah. gives you that sort of shoreline kind of depth, you know, the, the top to bottom depth, which yep. I really like. 
Yeah, it worked um, out quite nicely, I thought. It did. It did. Now, the other thing about this that you talked about is you said in the, in the, in the habitat itself, there's very little vegetation, yes. very little organic debris. It's just primarily yep. gravel and rock yep. and it shifts a lot. Now, did you do anything in terms of, are you just using the filter for the um, return or are you using any kind of pumps to generate more current? Does, does it need more current or what's no, what are you finding with this? Thing? I've got a NOASA 600 on it, which is the second largest. It's, it's, oversized for this tank probably mm-hmm. um which makes it perfect because it's really cranking out some good flow um yeah. occasionally i will put on a, a little mini kind of nano surface skimmer just to skim the surface because it gets mm-hmm. pretty gross again i'm blaming the rocks for that but yeah um, yeah that's that's it i mean that's what they they cruise around in and what's really neat too is that the mix of fish that you have i mean mm-hmm. those are all fish found in that that little section that, right? yep. they'd, they'd all be found together right there yep. and you've got like middle water swimmers, upper surface mm-hmm. sort of dwellers, bottom dwellers. You've got mm-hmm. the tessellated darters, which that's so a really fun. cool fish, isn't it? It's so fun. <laughs> they, I love they, them. They're, they're really neat. I think darters in general are darter characters. Oh, so yep. super cool and underrated. I mean, yep, agreed. They're just, no one keeps them. And it's no, like, and they're oh, so personable. Are... They just always want to come and say hi when you come up to the tank. They're great. I love them. Oh, wow. Now, in terms of <clears> long-term <throat> maintenance of this tank, because this yep. is, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm curious again, like, at certain times of the year, the water temperature obviously gets, obviously gets pretty cold, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. what, how does that bode for you in an aquarium? I mean, are you just leaving at room temperature and they're and doing okay? Yep, that's not- what I've done. So I actually set this up it was over a year ago because mm-hmm. um, it was last fall, I believe, that I set it up. Um, and I did not do anything with the temperature. At first, I had the temperatures, room temperature. It's in the basement. So, I mean, it's not super cold, but it's like low 70s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe upper sixties. Um, and I just let it go. And then come springtime, I was like, Oh, it's spring. Let's, let's get these guys colored up and ready for spawning. And I started kind of incrementally turning up the heat. Um, just, you know, a couple degrees. And then mm-hmm. a couple weeks later, a couple degrees and it was doing nothing. And I was getting kind of frustrated. I'm like, why isn't this working? Why are they all so drab? Right. Um, and so a couple of my local friends, one of the people that actually went collecting with us and kind of showed me around to, to who these all were, um, it's like, it's all light related. It's hundred percent light related. Really? Like, eh, yeah. And so sure as enough, I put the, the temperature back down. Cause I knew that they probably preferred cooler water. And I started incrementally adjusting the light to be a longer photo period. And within two weeks they were spawning. <laughs> wow. That's so, really weird. Well, sure that's enough, you don't hear about very often no, light no. as opposed to heat. That's interesting. And there are a, a lot of fish that do respond to photo periods. And I had mm-hmm. forgotten that because I, you know, I've been kind of out of breeding for a long, long time. Right. Um, right. And as soon as he said it, I was like, I should have known that because natives tend to be more susceptible to the photo period because that's how they, you know, that's how their clocks Seasonal. run. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah. It works. Well, well, what's so if really you're cool, having a problem with native fish, right, <laughs> try, try your photo leave period. the lights on longer. No, <laughs> I mean, that's really cool. And the interesting thing to me too, uh, again, is that these are all fish that you personally collected, yeah. which is really, yep. there's a certain connection. You know, we go to the local fish store and we, yeah, yep. I got this fish. Right. But when you go down and you're netting it, you're getting yep. wet and muddy, and, and you, this is a fish you took home, you've been to its natural habitat. It gives yep. you a, sort of a connection that's a little bit different. I mean, it yep. reminds me of back in the, in the coral business, you know, when I'd get it, we'd have a coral come in from wherever, uh, South Pacific somewhere, we'd right. pick it, put it in our raceway, and I'd take it and put it in a tank. I'd be like, I, I kind of, I, I collected this coral, sort of, <laughs> but it's not yeah. the same. This is like really <laughs> real deal. 
Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of cool. The one I have a bluegill in there who is going to get huge eventually. Yeah, it's going to get mean, right? <clears throat> but uh, he was not even a half an inch when, oh, wow. because he was a bycatch, so he just happened to kind of get caught up in all everything and didn't notice till I got everybody back home in the quarantine tank, and um, I've gotten to watch him grow and just be spectacular. He's probably closing in on three inches now, um, wow. and he's still not mean. Maybe, when he, maybe he when they're hungry, I, he might not be because he doesn't know that he should be. I think right, right. There's no socialization, right, right. Um, but he just gets a little cranky sometimes because the the satin fins are so boisterous. So <laughs> they're, just, well, they're really annoying. <laughs> well, I would I would imagine somebody's going to annoy him at some point. Yeah. So oh. he'll kind of chase after him a little bit, like when they're all hungry and waiting for food. But other than that, he's perfectly peaceful, which Gentlemen. is great. I love it. Here's the other question I have for you that people have asked me previously when we when we talked last about your native fish. Mm-hmm. How big do some of these get? Like the satin fin shiner or the swallowtail shiner? How big do those fish get? Are they, I mean, everybody thinks big gray fish. No, they're not, right? Yeah, they're, no, they're not. Um, so the satin fins, <laughs> they're maxed out right now. They're, mm, I don't think they're quite three. They're about probably two and a half, maybe three inches the bigger males. Oh, totally manageable um, size. Absolutely manageable size. And they really like to be kind of all tighten it like in a group mm-hmm. um so they're pretty happy and then the swallowtails are a little bit smaller they're probably about two and a half um and then the the black nose days those are the ones that i love the most but they like to jump they stay they're at top level oh really and they just really spooked really easily so i really i had a heartbreaking time with them i'm not going to yes. add any more you know once once these right. guys, I think these guys are fine now at this point. Whoever's left is they're they're cool. It's like um, me and hatchet fish. Like it, yes, you lose them yes. one by one, and then there were none. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. I stopped adding hatchet fish for that. Exactly. Um, and those guys are they're all right around the same size. I guess they're all probably around like two and a half inches. Um, and then the darters are, yeah, the darters are about the same size, but they're a smaller fish because they're you know they're skinnier and, and long and thin. Um, but yeah, everybody's pretty much the same size. The, the blue spotted sunfish, they'll stay smaller. They'll max out probably around. Well, they're not supposed to stay smaller, but these guys, they're got figure they've got a couple years on them and they're only oh. about two inches max. So, oh. um, not suddenly going to turn to a six inch bean. No, fish, so, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, the blue spotted sweet. Sorry. My cat's uh, here. That'd be a cat. I would say that would be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a pecking order? Like, is there like a, a social hierarchy that has shown up in that tank or is it just kind of everybody does their own thing? Is there, yeah, you it, notice that? They all really just get along, which and I imagine they would because that's, you know, they all live together. Anyhow, they live together. Which is right. pretty cool. Um, I, I think the satin fins are the bosses just because they're just everywhere. They do not stop ever. Oh, wow. And uh, they're constantly displaying at each other. They are constantly just cruising around, chasing each other and, and doing their thing. No, never any aggression, mm-hmm. uh, just activity, uh, oh, which wow. is and most of spectacular these, to watch. And most of these fishes can be bred in captivity and have been bred in yeah, captivity. Yeah. So, I mean, no, that, I, I can prove the satin fins are bred right, in captivity. Right, <laughs> right, right. Just turn the lights up. No, so here's my other question. So because I think one of the things that this tank can do in its mm-hmm. position and, and because it's yours is it can turn a lot of people on to native fishes wherever they live, not just here mm-hmm. in America, but in Europe and, 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 and elsewhere. There's a lot of really interesting fishes. And it's the old tradition about when it's in your own backyard, you're not right. interested in it. Yep. And these are really as sexy and cool as just about anything we get from the yeah. tropics. Yeah. It, it just, you know, you don't have the exotic story behind them, but... 
there's no fancy colors no i mean that's the thing you're kind of missing but 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 as an aquascaper (laughs) as an aquascaper right (laughs) you you know that it's not always about the flashy color it's about the whole scene and so to someone that's into natural aquariums or biotope aquariums there's when they're put in context you know a quote-unquote gray fish Mm -hmm. it's gray for a reason it's gray because it needs to blend in with the rocks and needs Mm -hmm. to you know blend with the the shadows and things so when you see it in context, suddenly a gray fish isn't so gray and boring. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things I found in, in looking at the tank is the way the fish do stand out so much. And what I find with native fishes is that maybe you're not immediately attracted to the colors. It's the shapes. It's the yeah. graceful finish. It's the mm-hmm. interesting interactions. And then I draw these analogies between those and tropical fish. Mm-hmm. And you go, ah. Oh. So I think that's really cool. I mean, now, are you a member of that North American Native? Nanfa. Was it North Nanfa? Yep. Yeah, North American Native yep. Fish Association. I'm a very uh, inactive member. <laughs> but that's a, that's a really cool. I think that, that that sounds like a really cool group. I've been contacted by a few of these people over the years saying, "Hey, yeah. you know, you should offer botanicals for native fishes." And I just yeah. never thought about that. And then my like, it's really th- these fish are really fascinating. Is there an actually a trade in these? I mean, do, can you buy these from breeders, or does it all well, everybody what's... has to collect, or how does it work? Nope. There, there is, there's a movement. There's a couple of, of uh, U.S. shops that sell natives specifically. Um, one really? of them, unfortunately, the guy just kind of, he got old enough that he was like, I need to retire. <laughs> so yeah. unfortunately, he closed his shop, but he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of places where you can buy natives. Um, there's a lot of states that don't allow. So we should probably talk about this yeah. too. Yeah, I was about the, to say the permitting and stuff. Right. So Virginia is super cool. And mm. uh, they allow a really liberal number of fish to be kept at home mm-hmm. um i think it's like up to 50 uh, minnow species which oh, is wow. amazing 50 species not 50 specimens. <clears throat> uh, sorry specimens yes oh, 50 specimens. The other that's S-word. still that's, that's a lot <laughs> that's, that's a lot, a lot. It's a lot. a lot and then um up to i think like two or three or eight I, I don't remember the details of like the larger um more impressive species so um that's pretty cool and you just have cool. to get a fishing license which is Thirty dollars, I think, yeah. for the year, or you, you can get a weekend pass, which is like twelve dollars. Um, it, it's Virginia's awesome. So, and, and you're collecting with like a dip. I'm digressing for a second, but you're collecting okay. with like a dip net and like uh, a bucket or a something. Or Sen, and we had oh, a Sen. bucket also and dip nets. So we kind of cool. Kevin Wilson was is my guide, my shaman. Yeah, uh, that came with us, and he's the guy that was able to ID most of these and. Um, just really knows what he's talking about. And that's, that's the other cool thing about native fish is you're going to get hooked up with people who really know what they're talking right. about and right. they are obsessively informed. That's cool. <laughs> that's but super that, cool. See, that's super cool. And that's something that we overlook. You know, we, we talk about the, the guys like, you know, McColdy uh, or my friend, Mike Tuganardi or mm-hmm. Ty Streitman that go to the South, South America and do mm-hmm. they go every corner and bend in those mm-hmm. rivers and igarapes and stuff. We have guys right here in the United States. Yeah. There's guys in Europe that know their local creek and they know yep. every fish that's found there. And it's yeah. that's a wealth of knowledge. It's so cool. <laughs> I mean, now the, the other thing I was going to ask you with regards to collecting, then we'll get back to the licensing thing. Mm-hmm. But when, with regards to physically collecting them, do you find that the fishes do okay? Do they get damaged at all? Or you know, because when people are fishing for food, <laughs> you're, you're not really concerned about like, oh, I damaged some scales. But right, when right. You're netting for a pet, are you like, oh? crap these scales are really delicate or do they take well to singing or uh i mean they have we haven't seen any issues i've never seen anybody come in damaged 
once okay. we get them in quarantine tank. Um, th- these are also really tough species. They're hardy, right, right, right. <laughs> these guys right. are no slouch. <laughs> you don't get a lot of disease. They come in clean. There's not a lot of disease or parasites no, that you I, notice I mean, in quarantine. We'll, we'll quarantine with salt and usually like a Prazipro or some sort mm-hmm. of a parasite thing um, for a few weeks and just make sure everybody's okay. But nobody, I have the only th- the only fish I had a problem with were the darters. And we think that it might have been um, the salt treatment. That they might have oh, been more. I didn't do well with that. Right, they might have been more uh, susceptible to to having issues with that. So after that first time when I lost a few, uh, we haven't done as heavy a salt dose, and they've been fine. So. And the other the other question people <clears throat> always ask me about native collected fishes: Do they acclimate to captive food quickly? What do you feed them? Oh, yeah. Do they eat right off the yeah. bat, or are they like, yeah. yeah, they'll eat anything? So oh, most really? of them have the uh, blue spotted refuse to eat um, prepared food like flake foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I also sometimes feed like the bug crumbles, um, yeah, bug bites and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, bug bites. And everybody will eat that except the darters and the blue spotted. So pretty much the oh, shiners cool. and, and the, um, the dace are just hogs. They will eat anything. Um, and oh, then wow. I can do frozen and then everybody will eat frozen. Uh, occasionally I will order black worms. And of course, everybody loves black yeah, worms. Yeah, everybody. No fish won't eat a worm. Nope, right. not right. a one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's they're they're pretty easy. And I I will say that I have had swamp darters before when I collected in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, they took to everything. So they would eat crumbles and flake food and everything. Um, so I don't know if it's just that that some are more apt to do it or some might just get hungry enough that they figure it out. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I, I think you've smashed through pretty much every myth of like every reason for resistance that people would have for keeping native fishes. Oh, they're ugly. Oh, they're hard to keep. Oh, they, you can't get them easily. Oh, they don't eat. They don't acclimate to captivity. They don't eat prepared foods. I mean, like they're yeah, like no. perfect aquarium fish. They're a lot awesome. of these guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think again, what, what's exciting is that now you have a, a, a tank that we can show people and say, here's a way to do it creatively and aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And it's also functionally aesthetic. It's, mm-hmm. It replicates the habitat where they come from. And it's interesting. And the fishes in that context are beautiful and fascinating and long lived and hardy. I mean, this is really, this is a big, I think this is a big turn. I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember I asked you this before, but I don't know if a native, uh, I looked, I tried last night. I don't think a native North American fish tank, aquarium, whatever you want to call it, has placed in any contest that i could find that's possible I, I have not seen it i could be wrong maybe there was there might have been like a florida one when somebody did one uh, in one of those biotope contests i think they may uh-huh. have done the uh, american flagfish or something like that sure but, sure yeah but i i haven't seen people people don't enter these in biotope contests no they don't which is shocking it is um and 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 i have never been like mr native i've never i admit i've never kept native fishes just because i've never had access, you know, well look i grew up in los angeles right like uh-huh. here. it's uh-huh. not like we have an abundance of rivers flowing around but <laughs> there are local water courses where you can find some uh-huh. and and it's just i've just never you know it's easier to go to the fish store or order oh online or whatever gosh. i know right and i'm like looking at this and i'm this like is this unacceptable. is unacceptable it's unacceptable exactly it's unacceptable it's cool <laughs> i mean, have my my chorus uh, uh credentials revoked for the you time. are but i think Pull no, that like, this is cool you know it's, it's just another way to enjoy aquariums i mean people keep you know reef tanks they keep biotope aquariums they keep planet <laughs> tanks why aren't we keeping more native fishes i mean seeing mm-hmm. something like this gets me excited and the fact me that too. the fact that people are asking questions about it is really to me that's a real turning point yeah um for I sure mean, it's 
not just the usual suspects, you know, oh, right. wild mollies or again, the flag fish. It's like, <laughs> right, oh, we're talking right. about daces and shiners and fishes yep. that we don't think about. Yep. So very cool. So I um, will say this, mm -hmm. I have thoroughly enjoyed this layout. Like yeah. to the point where I have no plans on tearing it down. I was about to ask you, what's the long term? Of, okay, so you're just going to leave it. That's yeah. Fantastic. I mean, until it just kind of outgrows itself and just tells me it's done, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 I, but I, I mean, I, I just I am infatuated with this tank. I love watching these shiners dart around. I mean, right now I'm sitting here in my my office fish room. Um, watching this tank, talking to you, and I'm watching these stupid satin fin joiners just dance <laughs> circles around each other and do their thing, and that's what they do all day long, and it's incredible. And that's cool. And they're in a background of algae-covered rock. Yes, very, just very, perfect. very algae-covered. <laughs> very, very. Oh, did, okay, that's the other question. So when you were getting this ready for the contest entry with the photos and all that stuff, did yep. you, like, were you like, oh, I've got to make this perfect, or did you say, oh, screw it, I'm just going to take a picture, and this is what it is, or... How did, it was a combination of the two? It was a combination of the two. It was kind of a, I just have to take the picture today because it's due today kind of thing. So right. I, I, I hadn't really moment. prepared as much as I should have. Like I hadn't really spent the time to, to try and train the fish. That's what they do for all these pictures where you see like the fish all in a line. Right. They train them, you know, oh, they get yeah. laser pointers and food and they, it's a whole thing. I'm not going to train my fish ever. Zero chance Never. I could ever train these shiners. Yeah. <laughs> I have a whole series <laughs> of probably a hundred pictures where there's at least two of them doing something Spazzing dumb. in the corner, right. <laughs> right. They're <laughs> upside down or they're, you know, doing and, something and weird. And, and let's be honest too about another thing too that's interesting is a lot of tanks that are primarily rock mm -hmm. um, do not hold people's attention span as long as they should. Mm. because we're not used to seeing them but looking at a tank like this i could stare at that all day there's yeah. something about rock it's like once you do an all rock scape and i've done that with other types of fishes when you do an all rock hardscape with no plants no nothing you suddenly go this is there's it's very interesting rock yeah. itself is a very amazing aquascaping material i think well, it might know, catch it, on <laughs> it, it might i mean there's you know there's zero gummy that's a thing yeah um but i think with the rock it's, only is it really leaves more room for the fish to be the focus right and that's, it's just a backdrop it's a supporting exactly. actor and that's why in context like i said in context these fishes that would normally be like oh it's a dull gray so <laughs> suddenly it's like oh it's this it makes sense why this mm -hmm. fish is where it mm -hmm. is and i think I can't help but wonder if we as aquarists tend to take too many of these fishes that would do better in an, in the actual environment from which they come and we place them in a tank that is super planted or super artistically arranged and that puts the fish in the background instead of in the foreground. Mm -hmm. And I just can't help but wonder if, you know, something like this, it's an honest scape, it brings the fish out front and center. You know, if you look at the like standard aquascaping um, examples. So mm -hmm. the ones that do really well and are there, that are supremely captivating, those are the artists who plan everything around the fish, or at least to include the fish. Right. So there's a lot of people who do these spectacular aquascapes, and then the fish are always just kind of the second afterthought. And right. they work, but they're not like, yes, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so that, I, to me, that's always been kind of like the next level to, to talent in this, in this hobby is the people that are planning the whole environment for everything that's going to be in it. And I think that's, that's hard. 
it is um, but it makes well, such a huge difference you, you know why it's hard it's hard because number one it requires research number two it requires yeah. you, us to do things at least in my part of the world with botanicals and that type of a yeah. thing it requires us to accept things that you know we've been told in our entire fish career <laughs> do not have you know algae on the rock don't have biofilm <laughs> don't have decomposing leaves you know yeah and and suddenly you're saying well why because they whoever they are said no that's not how you run a tank because most right. people don't want to see that i get it but right something funny happens when you see a tank like this and when you see the other tanks that placed highly in this uh the biotope uh section of this contest when it's understood that it's representing a natural habitat suddenly it all makes sense right yep and i think that that's what's so fascinating you have a tank with algae do you realize if you entered that in that eye plaque contest five years ago people would, they would have laughed you out of the right Absolutely. They, been like, they, still would. they still might but but because, but this is not kinetic <clears throat> this is an Correct. aquarium it's a living closed ecosystem yep and i think when we start looking at aquariums in the in, even in the contest world as a, in the context of these are closed ecosystems that we're reproducing to some extent on a functional basis in our own living rooms then suddenly all this stuff makes sense mm-hmm you know what I mean? It's not as like abstract as like, oh, well, yeah, it's just decomposing leaves. Or it's like, no, it's providing microbial growth that supports the ecosystem that helps create a food web and blah, 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 blah you know. <laughs> yep. like, so let's, let's talk about what you're, you're thinking too. When, when you first, when you heard that you placed, were you like mm-hmm. surprised at all? Were you freaked? Were you like, no, really? Did you expect to place? Did you go in there just going, I, I just want to do this? Or No, I had hoped that I would do well. And I, I, kind of knew who some of the people were going to be in the class and um I knew I wouldn't win and I it turns out I was right who the person who won was the person I expected to win um I'm not gonna okay no it's it's Alex he's actually a neighbor he lives oh, okay. 10 minutes from me which is pretty cool so we're, like, yeah. we're dominating Alexandria Virginia <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're taking over that's cool um so yeah, his his tank is beautiful, well, and it's cardinal uh, tetras. It's hard to lose. Yeah, yeah. Yep. for cardinal tetras, but yep. but that's what blows me away. It's like it's a again a Native American display. Yeah, yep. this is not a tank that is a contest tank in the typical yep. sense. So for it to have done that signifies to me some kind of a real mental shift in the the, the world of the judges and what people are going to look at. Yeah. Um, have you gone on or, or have you talked to people, your friends in the community that have said like any buzz about the tank? Have you heard anything? People saying, oh, wow, I can't believe you won or it's amazing that it won or I mean, just do, the do, standard congrats kind of stuff. I haven't really seen anything specific about it being. Forums. No, I, but yeah, forums. There's, well, I want to see are there forums else. anymore? I, I probably not, but I want to see what, you, what people, well, on Facebook or whatever, but I, I'm curious what people are saying about this. Like, oh, wow, a Native American thing. I mean, I wonder if that's creating sort of a buzz. I think you're probably the most excited. <laughs> <laughs> as usual, as usual. <laughs> this might be you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it. It's limited to us. It's <laughs> oh, so funny. Like, it's a tank of rocks. But, but um, I don't know that it's like the specifics of it being Native America have really sunk in so much as it is just that it's a biotope that's cool looking. Yeah. Um, I think really everybody's just kind of still, it's, I mean, it's really still kind of in its infancy so far as getting, you know, public approval. Yeah. Um, so I think just the fact that it's a biotope um, that, I mean, no offense, but it doesn't look like all just here's one stick with a bunch of oh film on it kind of thing yeah. oh, yeah, you should be no. okay no but, but see you later I mean, I, yeah, exactly nice knowing you. 
No, but but I mean, I think it, it, it's it's also a style too. What I think something like this, I know that when I look at different aquariums, you could take something from every aquarium I've ever visited. You almost always take something away that you like. Sure. Yeah. And even if in your case, it's like, oh, look at the way the rocks are arranged so that you see the underside of the rock. It's not all put into the sand. Mm -hmm. um, look at the fact that there's a nice patina of algae on the front facing areas. Look at the way it's not, you know, she hasn't went crazy with ratio. She's represented essentially the slope down into the water column and there's a sense of depth and, yeah. you know, stuff like that, like people don't think about, um, but you can take something away from that. And I think that's, <clears throat> that's the most exciting thing about that category. The biotech yeah. category is maybe it trickles down into the artistic categories, but so, never, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. My goal with this mm -hmm. was to try to bridge the two styles. I was trying to make it I think you did. beautiful art, but yeah. still true to nature. Because mm -hmm. um, I think that that's what's going to have to happen to get everyone to, to realize right, yeah. how cool no. it can be. And that's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if you look at like the, um, the standard, you know, really specific, super accurate biotopes, um, I think the second place and the third place were, were what I would consider to be something like people are used to seeing for a biotope yeah. um, where it literally is exactly what you would find in the Creek and it's not necessarily pretty. Um, yeah. And yeah. then you look at like the top aquascapes and they're just so very different. And right. it's a really specific person who's going to want to see that biotope tank in their living room every day. Right. Um, well, so I think that, that figuring out a way to bridge the two so that it's still accurate, but still aesthetically pleasing think is going to be the catch well see the thing that i've always grappled with with biotope aquariums or at least the way they're judged in context is there's there's so much emphasis and we've talked about this before i know there's so much emphasis on like authenticity mm -hmm. and it's 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 inconsistent authenticity it's like oh you know you're using the wrong kind of gravel okay but the <laughs> south american tank has north american oak leaves in it and you didn't say anything <laughs> about that you know i'm like come on right so, well, that's why so, you need to judge because you would well, know these. Oh, if I would have judged this, see, that's the thing. I, and you know, I was full disclosure. I was asked to judge this yep. contest before, and I like my mind couldn't get its head around it. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm a purist. <laughs> I don't want to sell out. And and of course, I would have probably scored it differently. I think your tank would have actually probably probably been. I'll be quite honest. I think it would have been probably second place. Yeah. Yeah, Thank I think you. I would have put it second place. Damn it, uh, why didn't you judge? <laughs> I know, right? But but I but it's the first place. Well, I didn't judge because uh, Alex, the third place winner, yes. would have probably been first place because my mindset is, and we're going to have yeah. Alex on tomorrow. Um, yes, awesome. And, and uh, I, you know, I sort of, I don't want to say consulted, but I mean, I talked to him throughout the development of that tank and I sure. remember he was going through, it was fun. Yeah. Like forest thing. And he was like, he knew he was going to have the biofilms and the fungal growth. And he was like, went through this sort of freak out at first. And then he made these mental shifts and he started looking at videos and it's like, wow, this looks about right. And then, you know, he was getting good comments from people, you know, if you, as if you need that, but he was getting comments sure. from people saying, oh, that looks really cool. It wasn't like, oh, your tank looks like a pile of goo. <laughs> and so, so he, I watched him make that mental shift as he went. And that was very gratifying. And seeing your tank again, it's to you, it's like, oh, it's a cool tank and I'm happy I won. And the, it, to me, it's, this is a, this is a milestone thing. Again, I'm probably the only person in America that spazzing out so much, but because it's taking something literal and making it accessible and interesting to people. 
and they're going to learn about that habitat and they're going to learn how it works and the fishes that go there. That's a profound shift from the biotope diorama type style where it's just yes. designed to get the look. You're actually getting the function. Yeah. I mean, I, that's to what I wanted. But you do need it for the fish. Right. Yeah. So I think that's huge. What, what's the future now on your next, next year? What are you going to do? Are you going to do another native tank or are you going to do something I different? I think so. I think yeah. I'm hooked. Yeah. Yeah. What do you um, think? What is it going to be like a different type of habitat or? Yeah. Uh, I think I want to do something more like really specific to darters. Yeah. So maybe some sort of like a, a swifter. Shallow wide. Yep. Kind of shallow. Yep. We'll see. That's cool. I also have to have space to put it. So yeah, I know be. the feeling. I'm, <laughs> that I'm, might be the catch. <laughs> I, our ambitions are, are only limited by our space. And I'm, right. I, I am right. in my home office. This is the first podcast I've done from a home office in Yay. months. Yes. That's awesome. I'm in my home office looking at, right now, two empty aquariums. Well, one aquarium <laughs> on a stand that's empty and one stand with the aquarium to be put on soon. All right. And I'm like, okay, I feel... Like that's a that's a good feeling, but I can relate to what you're saying earlier. Space now, I have all these ideas, and I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you only have three or four aquariums to play with right now. Like, you've got to really hone the idea. Yep. So there's all this pent up, like, ah, I got to do something, and that's hard because you've got so hard. many things you want to do, and you only have well, so many. Well, that's like with you. I mean, you're you're a planted tank person, an aquascaper, mm-hmm. and you have how many tanks right now? Running. Yeah. Two, three, four, five. <clears throat> Five plus a little grow out tank for the last round of eggs that I found from the shiners, plus oh, cool. a bucket with the rest of the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That counts as a tank. <clears throat> bucket counts as a tank. <clears throat> so, so I have one so, empty that I've been trying to motivate myself to finish for probably a year now. So what what's your what's your cycle of create creation like with these tanks? I mean, do you go okay? I run it like I run a tank until I just I run it until I just can't yes. do it anymore. I'm like yes. I want to do something else. What do you have like long term view, or do you get bored easily, or do you like always thinking of your next tank, or you know the classic fish geek thing, or what, what's your? It's yeah, I'm weird for an aquascaper because I like to enjoy. Once I get it to where I like it, I want to mm-hmm. keep it, and yeah. I want it to stay up, and I usually keep them up way longer than they should be up because they just kind of, especially because I use a lot of driftwood often, and uh-huh. it just just degrades and it just turns into a mess, and you really shouldn't <clears throat> let it go. <laughs> I yeah, have a hard time letting point. it go. <laughs> yeah, at some point, right? Um, and I also get attached to the fish, and I don't want to, you know, swap the fish off to somewhere else because right. I, I want to keep them. I enjoy them. Right. So I, I really have a hard time letting go, I guess is the bottom line to this story. Um, so my tanks stay up for longer than they should, do, generally. Do you, do you see that you're – are you going to continue to do a mix of different approaches, you know, biotopes, pure – conceptual aquascapes are you gonna are you gonna stay in one area you just like just don't know just when they bird i mean to do it. i like to be rogue and do my own yeah, thing i don't know are. if you've noticed <laughs> yeah you are hello hello rocky um, tank filled with algae right rogue. so i mean yeah. this this was so well received and i had so much fun with it yeah. that i think this might be my mission just to try to kind of merge the worlds together and show people that that biotope tanks can be gorgeous well, and you know it can be something that you want to go see in your living room every day yeah and and, and you know you hit it on the head too you said I, I do things that i like and i think yeah. that that's really important right now because in today's you know insta famous world of <laughs> everybody's got to show their best face and do the other right. thing and use that type of wood and do what the right. other guy did in you know yep. in, in japan and it, i'm not that suddenly, guy. 
No, you're not that guy. And I think there need to be more people that are not that guy because when we start doing our own thing, really, that's when the magic really happens. You know, when, when people, you just do it because you like it, not because you're trying to impress your friends and whatever. And mm-hmm. if it just happens to do so, like it just happens to place high in a contest, you know, you change the world without setting out to change the world. And, well, and no, I, you know what I, I mean? set out to try to do well in a contest. <laughs> <laughs> you kill my hypothesis. I'm not having you on again. That horrible answer that was. <laughs> No, but, but, but the whole but, point you know, being to, to do well to in a contest to be to able to raise people. awareness. Exactly. And you've succeeded. I mean, and, that, so. and that's the thing, um, you know, that, and, and honestly, you know, you know what you did uh, to this one geek here is you <laughs> changed my, you've, you've, you've restored my faith in some aspects of the contest world. Yay! Yeah, isn't that cool? Right until I see the Very. next iPlac results, and then I'll vomit again. But, <laughs> but, 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 but you know what I mean? It's like I realized, like oh, maybe, maybe, these, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there's a shift. People are actually going off trend and just doing things that are cool, and judges are starting to recognize it. People are exposed to more of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the comments, you know, that the judges made, mm-hmm. and it was they were very nice. They were really, yes. they were, and, the, and these are some people that know their stuff and. Mm-hmm. and you know, when I hear words like beautiful, nice, lovely, when yes. I see those in, in descriptions from judges, that's a really good sign, especially when it's something totally different that no one's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. So to me, that signifies dramatic mental shift uh, in, in, yeah. in what's going on in the hobby. Yeah. And Step one to my uh, global domination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, the other question I have for you on this, oh. on this, in this, mind, <laughs> no, that was an easy one. So equipment wise yeah um you use you're using a um a canister filter essentially the yes. say. yeah uh is that is that your go-to for almost every tank nowadays yes uh, as an aquascaper yes. I, i've always i've never asked my aquascaper friends is use what is the reason to use canister filters it gets the equipment out of the aquarium or yes. is there just some other reason i mean it I, lends itself it gets the equipment out, out of the aquarium 100 <clears throat> percent mm-hmm. um the really cool thing about these awasa filters and, and you know Truth in advertising, I am an ambassador, an ambassador to Wasa, so I am Well, talk biased. to me about this, because I want to hear more about them, too. Can I, I answer the question first? <laughs> no, no, continue. <laughs> Go. um, no, I just, I really enjoy them. The, the cool thing about the Wasa filters is that they have the heater built in. So yeah. that's one more thing that you can get out of the, out of the tank, which, I mean, to me, the less equipment you have, it, the more beautiful the the object is going to be so you know the the whole thing is going to look better without pipes everywhere and stuff so i mean that's a big big plus for me um i actually run a small canister on my little baby reef tank i don't know if you knew that good for you no i didn't know that yeah i'll still talk to you but that's okay (laughs) so canister not a sump huh okay you can take the girl out of fresh water but you can't take the fresh water out of the girl (laughs) it's just a little thing it's just 17 gallons okay all right and i just shoved it full of um uh, bio media mm-hmm. and that's that's it it's been running this way for years and years and no, years. they work well yeah well, it's great think about what a filter does it's just a chamber to process water uh-huh. whether, it's, whether it's a sump or a tank or a fancy two thousand dollar thing like we use in the reef world or mm-hmm. a, 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 now the it really fascinates me because the, uh, like you said the aspect of having the, the heater built in how yeah. many watts is that heater yeah uh, depends on the filter With the 600 how many watts is that one you know I don't know. I okay. should know this. But, but, but I mean, it's enough to heat. Yeah. Think, oh, yeah. Yeah. Outside, yeah. And because um, it, it's it, the other cool thing is it's heating the 
the water as it's coming through the filter instead of trying to heat the whole tank. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah no. Absolutely. Um, so it's it's actually kind of more efficient. It's in line. Yeah. 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 No, I've always um, thought that that was the way to go. Makes more sense, doesn't it? I'm I'm just shocked that it really it took. I mean, Eheim had something like that many years ago, and Awase came out. There's only two brands that make thermotype it's filters. I'm like, crazy. why isn't this the standard? I because know. if you ask any, again, going back to my my reefing roots, if you ask any of my reefer friends, what is the single crappiest piece of equipment the most failure prone thing is the heater it's the heater so you 100%. get it out of the damn tank yeah put it where you can access it yeah or control like, it separately or control it right i that's mean that's the, so that's the other heat. thing that i do I, I have controllers for heaters yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just because i'm should. like absolutely obsessive about it after losing like three in a, a row boiled fish yeah no. yeah <laughs> i mean it's yeah. okay if they just fail and don't work that's one thing but when they right. fail to on yeah. And you come in the front door and you could feel Bully the tank from yeah. three feet away. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I've had that once with coral. Worst. That, was not a, that was something I will never forget. Yeah. No, it's a no. bad thing. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's, a, it's a good filter. And you're seeing more that, again, going into the brand thing, you're seeing more of that brand everywhere. Yes. And I know, uh, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on your, your I don't want to say your boss, but uh, <laughs> what's his, oh uh, God, what's his name? The guy that, the, the North American rep. What, what is his name? Uh, Jeff? Jeff, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing he's doing a good job of like getting that product out there, and yeah, getting, yeah, getting some awareness of it. So for sure, it's good to see that. And and I know everybody that's used that filter loves it. Yeah, so it's great. See more of those, and it's I'm really all for great. getting stuff out of the out of the tank. I think that's huge. Yeah, and you the can... pre filter is next level. Oh really? Yeah. What's it, what's it like? So it's it basically what it does is it has you know where you have the the tubes that come in right and you have that section you can lock it off and just you know quick release but it's also got a section that you can lock off and quick release that's a pre-filter and you just so you shut off the filter you pop that out and rinse the sponges and put it Ooh. back in and you're done somebody did their homework as to how people actually used them right that's that's cool yeah and that how cool. easy it is because that otherwise is cool. it's such a pain to just take apart a whole stinking filter to get through to you know, yep. the sponges at the bottom, they're always at the bottom because that's yes. how it flows. Um, but this way, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Is the heating element, can it be separately uh, like taken out if it needs maintenance yes. or replacement? Yep. Oh, yep. that's even cooler. You can take it out and you can, there's a, like a plug that you can put in the space if you don't want to run it at all. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. See that, that makes it even more useful and that's, that's right? cool. That's, so those mm -hmm. are little technology things that make a difference. I mean, canister filtration has been around for Ever. generation but, <laughs> yeah. but the incremental improvements have been slow and now all of a sudden yes. we're seeing all these cool things showing up yep like inline heaters uh, yeah. have always been important but that's cool i mean what that's yeah. inline uv i mean who knows but oh yeah that'd be cool um that would be cool actually um now that's the other question uh getting since we're talking about filters i'm just getting back to the tank real quick what's your maintenance approach on this one <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, when yeah, I'm traveling enough. or when I <laughs> when get... you're home, <laughs> um, ideally I like to do at least one pretty big, like 50, 60% water change a week. Oh, wow. Um, That's a big, is that because you're a planted person? Is that just an instinct or is that? Well, it's, it is pretty heavily stocked. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of fish in this tank and with that much rock, it's, you know, you've got that much less volume. Right. Um, right. So I, I really, I'm trying to stay ahead of the algae just being a soup. Yeah. Um, so with, with big water changes like that, it's, you know, it's a reset. It's a hard reset. Right. Um, right. and it, it helps when I get to do them, um, uh, when I slack off and don't do them for a couple of weeks. And I, I definitely notice like right now, <laughs> <laughs> we, 
would, would you say your tank is at the limit of its stocking for that size or is it about right? I mean, or... I, I think so. Um, there's, there's a lot of fish in here. And um, again, like with, with so probably at least 30, 40% of the tank is rock is hardscape. So, you mean, you're taking away a good portion of just even just the area for them to live um, with that space. So, so you you think there's probably like maybe 40 gallons of water or less in there? Oh, less, probably less. I mean, I, when I fill it, it's, you know, the water still goes everywhere as water does. So there's still a lot of water in there, but so far as like clear swimming space, Mm -hmm. I mean, physical space. Yeah. Yeah, Like maybe 30 gallons worth. Well, you know, you're at the one inch of fish per gallon. Well, (laughs) one fish per gallon. (laughs) You're about thirty fish, right? So you're right there. Yeah, perfect. Those rules are that works. I mean, you've got to filter and like you know make the water cleaner than the air we breathe, most likely. But you know, I think there's a lot to be said for it. But but no. But at the same time, they are more more happy in a larger group. So I wouldn't want to have less fish. That makes sense. No, and no, and and that's another thing I wanted to mention in looking at your tank and looking at tanks in general that, that I, I'm seeing that I like, people stock appropriate amounts of fish for the aquascape. And I don't mean, or for the, not for the state, for the habitat. It's yeah. the, the population density is right. And the mix, yeah. I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, they are densely populated type of, of habitats, mm-hmm. rocks like that, right? I mean, the fishes mm-hmm. aren't hiding, they're out and about. And yep. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're giving the fish natural conditions. You just, your responsibilities make the water quality really good for that yep. physical space that you have. And that's what yep. you're doing. And that's, you know, so I don't think that that old rule of X amount per gallon is, I understand that you don't want to have things, animals overcrowded, but on the other right. hand, there's social aspects that are really important or you're not going to get the best behavior and health out of the fish. Then it's 100%. causing stress. So I think there's a but... case to be made. You know? But I think that we do need to have kind of beginner guidelines for people yes, getting in. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, they go bonkers. Well, that, that, <laughs> no, that's true. And, and that's the other thing, too, like being the, kind of a, the rebel that I am, I, I realize there's a responsibility when, when, I, when a beginner says, I want to start one of those blackwater or botanical kind of tanks. It's like, well, you know, you got to learn the fundamentals first. Yeah. You, yeah. you just can't jump into something where you're trying to cultivate fungal growth and biofilms and you don't understand the nitrogen cycle and the nuances of what you know what goes on there and i think that's you know we have to walk before we can run and, and unfortunately uh-huh. or fortunately i think that's what social media has done is it's oh, shown yeah. people to run before they can walk and people yeah. want the end result without going through some of the learning well, curve plus it's human nature to be impatient <laughs> of course of so course. there's that which doesn't but- no, it doesn't help. But, but I mean, look at a tank like this where it was a journey. The whole thing was, you know, creating the tank, yep. stocking the tank. Yep. It was a natural progression and you enjoyed every phase of it. So you Absolutely. can enjoy every single phase of, of a tank journey. It's not just the finished product. Because yep. How much fun would that be when it's just done? Yeah. You know, you're always tinkering. Oh, yeah. Right? No, I mean, constantly. And uh, final question on the tank. And I won't torture you anymore. Have what? you had any? Oh, all right. I will. Have you had any... <laughs> Any disease issues or any other than the algae challenge? Have you had any, any real problems with this tank? Has it been a pretty trouble-free tank overall, or would it you say has. it has? I mean, the only really yeah. issues I've had were the the dace jumping, yeah, um, which was heartbreaking, right? Yeah, it sucks. Um, I did lose. I've only lost two fish that I know of. Um, wow. One of which was the one of the shiners, and he launched himself out of the tank oh. when I was feeding him. Yeah, literally like six feet away and just nosedived on the hard um, uh, tile floor. 
and he was okay. I put him back in the tank, but he developed um, a spine. Yeah, because of the impact. Know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. And yeah. so he passed away about a week later. Um, that sucks. It did. That's... But I was impressed, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> of, of all the fish losses, now we're talking about fish losses that 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 are hard. The the two most painful fish losses for me are the kind when you knew you shouldn't have put that type of fish yes. in the tank. Yeah. And the one where the fish jumps because yep. disease is, I mean, it sucks and it happens right. and you can treat it and you have a chance to intervene. Right. When you know you shouldn't have put that fish in there and it either got bullied or whatever, right. that yep. sucks. Or when, yep. you, when you step on it on the floor uh, oh, and yeah. you go, why and that fish jump? It sucked because it only died because it jumped. Yep. That's the only reason. And it didn't jump because it was necessarily unhappy. It just got skittish one night. It just spooked. Yeah. And, and I think those are the hardest ones to accept. From I agree. As a fish keeper. You know, I agree. The ones that are my own arrogance and then the jump. Yep. <laughs> um, the jump <laughs> the great jump for um, sure yeah so so what's next for you jen what what hobby are you going to be speaking or going to any other uh, events soon or what what do you got going on uh when do i speak next i don't know what my schedule is this is kind of the time of year where everybody contacts you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly my, my emails are <laughs> yeah, they're piling up i'm like oh I got to think about travel. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, I know I'll be at the Aquashellas, all three of them next year. Oh, cool. Um, so that'll be cool. I don't know if I they're going to ask. That. You should. How do you, you should like, have a booth. Everybody I know, my friends that went, they're like, oh, yeah, I go to Aquashella. It's awesome. So, Scott, you should have a booth. You absolutely 100% boy, should have uh, a booth. I, I thought about it and like, I'm like, I think it may be fun. But I think, you know what? When it comes to booth, I think I would just have a booth. I wouldn't sell anything. I would just like have a booth, have some tanks, and that's it. And just like, you want to buy this stuff just here is the website I you should like... have stuff there you will make a million dollars you'll be the only one that's actually and so you will right. be drawing a lot of attention yeah I because think... you will be able to you know captivate people as they're standing there with money in their hands you know what's funny though i think and then we've talked about this before and i think maybe you're seeing a little bit of this too sometimes it's just as gratifying to inspire as it is to sell yes. but of course inspiration doesn't pay my mortgage yes but... My point. But, yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, sometimes you have to be crassly commercial. You can do both. I know. I know. It's true. But, but I think most gratifying, again, about even though, uh, like your win and Alex's placement, all those things, what's gratifying is that it's inspiring people and yes. it's inspiring people to do things differently. And I, yes. I love that. I think that's super cool. But if you inspire um, people and they're wanna, there and they can they, buy the product they buy to be it inspired me. at home. Yeah. No, that's true. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's you a double a win because then well, they're actually going to do something with that inspiration. Exactly. Well, oh, so so here's my thing. Now you you segued beautifully into my sales pitch. So this is oh. we call it Tint, Tint Tuesday instead of Black Friday. We have Tint Tuesday. <laughs> the six years in a row. This kicks off our four day little sale. So we have twenty percent off of everything on our website. So you can get your seeds that you and leaves that you could collect for free. You can get them cheaper now. <laughs> um, that's a little dig at myself, but no, you can you can get everything twenty percent off. Um, you use the code TINT now. You type that in at checkout and you get your 20% off. And guess what, Jen? What? Entered, for every purchase over $20, they're entered to win an Ultimate Nature Systems UNS30A all-in-one cube and a $50 oh. Tannin gift card. That's so awesome. the lucky winner. How cool is that? That so, is yeah, super so cool, I'm, actually. But it is fun. You know, I thought I'd give, uh, I'd give a tank away this year. I'm like, you know, it's fun. A little tank would be yeah. fun for somebody to make their holiday season and um that's awesome and it gives give somebody an adventure and give them the tools they need um totally so that's my, that's my crossly commercial pitch final question for you and then i will let you yes. go at the exactly okay. almost an hour this is good 
what, what is is i know it looks crazy we're keeping it to an hour yes. first of all you're gonna I be know, on again weird. you're <laughs> gonna have you on again real soon as usual because we got <laughs> more stuff but uh is there a uh you're dialed into the aquascaping world is there a piece of uh, a type of wood a rock a plant something that you're eager to use right now that you haven't used are you like oh this year i'm gonna use that has anything no showed up on your radar i'm sorry no. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> I've been asking a lot of people lately. They've been saying, ah, I, I want to try blah, blah, blah. And I'm just no, that... So for me, it's really very much like if I see it or if I have my hands on it, then I'll be like, I know exactly what to do with that. Tactile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, even just getting started on a new tank, I just take all of the materials I have and I lay them out on the floor and I'll yep. nine times out of 10, one of them will just absolutely jump out at me and be like, here I am. Yeah. And that'll be the, the starting point. And then you can yeah. just kind of snowball from there. That's yeah. how I work. Sorry. No, that's cool. I don't have a better answer for you. No, no. It's kind of a timely question for me because as I'm getting ready to do these new oh, things, yeah. like, hmm, I have all these things. What am I going to use? I'm just curious. And there's nothing I'm particularly <laughs> eager to use. It's just, I'm like, oh, this one feels, I'm the same way as you. This one feels right. I want to yep. go with that. And, and it's very and mood related. Yeah. And a lot of it is combinations of things. Sometimes yes. you throw things together, like who uses different types of wood in a tank? Well, look at a Nobody, natural Nobody, that's bad. Don't do that. Right. And you look at a natural <laughs> water course, the wood doesn't know where it comes from. It aggregates. It's like there's four different trees and four different types of branches. So it is possible. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be limited to one. But anyway, that's my, uh, that's my little question of the day. All right. Jen, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Doing so much. This Thank is you great. for all your kind words. Oh, this is awesome. I'm, I'm really glad you uh, you brought this to my attention, too, because uh-huh. I would have flown under my radar about I you. I know. It's like, of all the people that need to know about this, it's Scott. No, I was super <laughs> excited. Barely, I was so excited. It was crazy. Good. And, it, I, and it's good. It and be. it's great for the hobby. No, it, it is. it's inspiring for the hobby. I'm very it's happy awesome. to see this. And uh, great work. And you've done just a super job on this. And um, everybody actually uh, that has, was involved in this contest, I, I'm going to give them the props they deserve. They did a yes. great job, and, yeah. and they always probably do. And I've been so like you know, like anti-contest, <laughs> I've noticed it. But no, that, they they did a good job, and I'm not yes. just saying that because you know natural tanks are winning, but just because yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, maybe I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, let's be honest. It's a little bit but there is, you're right no. though. There is a turn, and it's and it's trend. really great to see that it is. people are kind of coming back around to like the nature style aquariums. I mean, yeah. it's still going to be. To some extent, sort of, you know, fantastical, but um, well, it's, brings, it's coming back to normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So bring the boys to the yard. Yeah. So, anyway, as usual, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks so much. Have a happy holiday season. You as and well. Sure, Thank you. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk before then and we'll have you on again soon because there's already, I already got a bunch of emails asking questions for Jen. So we're going to have to have you on anyway. So, <laughs> awesome. And we'll get Johnny on. He, he, no, coincidentally, Johnny just moved into a new place. That's what you said. Well, like, right. He, he bought a, a, a house like just after I was getting ready to move into my place. Oh, so it's like he geez. was moving this weekend and he's like up to his ears and boxes. Holy too, cow, so. you guys. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, but we'll, we'll get the gang together and, and yeah. do, the, do the, do the big one. Awesome. And, um, love it. So great. Thanks so much. Yeah, for love spending, you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for spending part of your day with me and everybody out there. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. And we look forward to seeing you, everybody, on the next installment of The Tint. Amen. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.